Welcome to the Radically Embodied Love Podcast. Get ready to enter the portal of your cosmic heart so you feel bliss, joy, and union within. With each episode, you will learn practical ways to embody love in your life so it is felt and experienced. Co-hosted by Nasreen Barbeck and Jessica Falcon. Welcome to the Radically Embody Love podcast with myself, Jessica Falcon, and my gorgeous co-host, Nazarin Barbic. We are super duper excited for today's podcast because we are celebrating our one-year anniversary of the podcast. We had our official launch party October 22nd of 2022, and even though it is technically October 24th when we're recording, it's right around that one-year mark. So this will officially mark our one-year anniversary episode. And we're going to revisit the topic a year later of what it means to radically embody love and go into a little more depth about exactly what that means and requires. Because it's so easy to say, yeah, let's just radically embody love. Sounds simple, right? But it's not so simple because embodying love requires releasing and facing and discovering everything that's not love. All the fear, all the shame, all the guilt, all the unworthiness, all the blame, all the lack of self-responsibility, all the disconnection, feelings of alone, separation. There's so much. So we'll dig into that a little more. But before we do... We want to start with a really short couple of minute heart meditation. So if you're driving, I would not recommend closing your eyes. (laughs) However, you can at least put your awareness in your heart and you can always come back to this at a time when you're not driving. You can really focus and center in because if we're going to be in a state of love and bring love into all of who we are, it requires opening the heart, requires presencing yourself in your heart. So. If you're not driving or operating any heavy machinery, feel free to get comfy. You might want to lean back in a chair or lie down, get comfortable, close your eyes when you're ready, take a big inhale through your nose, big exhale out of your mouth. Ah, Allow yourself make noise on the exhale, breathe in. Big audible exhale. One more time. Breathe in. Exhale. Let everything in your body relax. Notice your breath. And allow your inhale to bring you into your heart. You can bring one or both of your hands to your heart space and allow each inhale to feed your heart. As your heart opens and expands with each breath, with your awareness and intention,
Notice how just bringing your awareness to your heart, which you can do at any moment, at any time of day, centers you. Calms your nervous system and opens your heart, which takes you out of the ego into your truth. Imagine a beautiful white golden light or any other color that comes to you intuitively in the center of your heart. And imagine this light beginning to expand in your heart, growing. your inner flame of truth, of love, expanding this light. And I'm actually going to allow some light language to come through to help activate the heart. So just receive. I'll explain a little more what this is later. And if you'd like, we can tone the ho the heart chakra using your own sound. So let's do this three times together. And I invite you to make a sound from your heart. It sounds like ah, A-H. It's an Egyptian syllable sound to tone, harmonize, and balance your heart chakra. And so we're all going to breathe in. And then on the exhale, we're going to begin the sound of ah three times as you keep your awareness on your heart. Breathing in. Two more times, breathe in. Oh. Last time, breathe in. Oh. Just center yourself in your heart and feel, be. And we're going to begin a conversation. We invite you to stay in your heart, to receive our words through your heart. Because so often we try to filter things through the ego mind, which might judge, which might resist, which might analyze. And if you practice just receiving through your heart, your heart, is your discernment, your heart, when you're truly connected and embodied in your heart in love, your discernment is activated. And you feel and know what is in resonance and what is not in resonance with you and your truth. 
And so you don't have to worry about anything coming into you that isn't in resonance with you because your heart is your protector when it's radically open. It is your discernment. It is your resonance frequency barometer. <laughs> and so you can start to open your eyes. Take a big deep breath in. Big exhale. And from this heart space, I just want to briefly um, explain light language since we use that for those of you who may never have heard that before. So light language is sound frequency and vibration that can bypass the conscious mind and affect your cells, your heart, your DNA. It's, it's working through sound and frequency to upgrade. And the thing is, you don't have to ever worry that anything is coming into you that you're not ready to accept your soul's not a yes to because it only works with your soul's agreement. So it's, it's, allowing the field to harmonize to higher states. Um, so that's a very short definition of what that is. So Ness, I'd love to start with what over the past year have you discovered or deepened into or had more aha moments about radically embodying love? Thank you, Jessica. First of all, thank you for that beautiful meditation. And I loved it that we started with that because what I mean by radically embody love, meaning we become expression of love. And most of us, most of the time without knowing, we become imprisoned by our mind, by our ego mind. And in that place, there's a lot going on. Our mind has its own agenda. And if we spend most of our time there, we are disconnected from our hearts. So it's been a year, you and I both are teachers and students, and we have had our own learning and expansion that now we wanna bring in to what now, what it means for us to truly embody love. And one thing that I'm going to start with is being aware, conscious, when and how long we spend our time lost in our mind. And noticing that and making a conscious decision to drop into our heart. So when we become expression of love, we are embodying meaning we know when we are not acting based on love because our body tells us. When we are connected to our heart and we speak and act through our love, there is this expansion. It feels great. And we, when we are in our mind and fear-based language and action cause us to contract, it never feels good. So being mindful is the key, meaning that I catch myself these days much faster when I realize that I'm hooked, my ego is in charge, and I make a conscious decision right there and then bring myself back 
to my heart. And sometimes I do this simple expression of putting my hand in my heart. And I feel that my body calms down. And that pause, which I call it the secret pause for me, allows me to actually make a different decision maybe, or act differently, or just simply be and calm myself down. Because when we get lost in our mind, we forget the basic things that require for us to embody love. One is self-compassion, which is through that is self-love. And I think these are in a way for me in order because I believe if I don't have the self-compassion and self-love for myself, I cannot really extend that and give that away. So paying attention to when I'm not being compassionate towards myself and loving myself and then extending it. And for that, especially now we live in a, sometimes I feel like insanity and uh, which is comes from the second part that I think is so important and that I don't think we can embody love if we don't get this, that we keep feeling that we're separate from others. We separate ourselves based on our religion, based on where we live, based on the race that we have. And then we think, okay, if we, I keep that love for my own community is good enough. But that's how we harm ourselves. So unity and feeling that really act based on unity rather than separation is something that to me is part of embodying love. And I cannot separate that anymore. It's like, I cannot feel that I am one, the oneness and the unity and my heart breaks for not just one group of people, for all the innocent people are that are suffering. That I cannot embody truly love because love is not selfish, it's unconditional. Mm-hmm. Meaning that we don't pick and choose. <laughs> if we embody love, we cannot not give it away freely to everyone. And we're not choosing based on race or you know place that we live. So, and so that's the other important part. And from that, I think naturally for me, I, I would say one thing that has grown is the love for nature and the connection with nature through just being in that embodied love for, you know, as long as I can stay. And I have to say it's a practice. That's why the first you know, thing that I said is just that we need to be mindful and conscious of when we are not. And it's fine. I mean, is it, we keep bringing ourselves back. We keep choosing love rather than fear. There's so much juice in what you share that I want to respond to. And first, I just want to reemphasize what you said, that that mindfulness of are we in our ego head? Are we in our heart? That that moment of recognition that awareness allows us to choose where to actually drop our attention and focus because as you said when we are noticing oh i'm in the ego i'm in a trauma response i'm in a trigger i'm right in a fear-based i'm seeing myself as separate or other when we're noticing these things with our consciousness because consciousness and ego are two very different things 
And so when we have the consciousness to observe ourselves in our ego, which is the small self separate fear-based illusionary self, I define ego as the part of us that is defines ourselves as purely in physical form that believes in separation. And then when we are purely in that space, our consciousness can go, oh, let's choose to go into the heart space, which is the place of union, which is the place of truth, which is the place of connection. And what I often see and witness in myself struggled with previously was I would have this concept of love, which we can have an entire episode on what love actually is, because we are very conditioned to believe love is something it is not, but that I would feel like, oh, love, and it would just go out, it would just go out, it would just go out. Or we think of union, and we think of just union with you know everything. But the thing is, we can't ever truly experience union or love without experiencing it within self first. Because love is something we access within our hearts, within ourselves, that then when we connect to not human love, not limited love, divine love, the love of your cosmic heart, (laughs) this is enter the portal of your cosmic heart. Your cosmic heart is not limited to form or your humanity, this dimension, this galaxy, It is the cosmic heart of all that is. And when you tap into that portal, your high heart, your high heart, which is located above your physical heart, it's in the center of your chest, more on your thymus gland, you connect into the cosmic heart and you're able to source divine love from that place, meaning it's not just you. It's not limited to you. And you're able to then pull that love in into all of you into the shadowy parts you've been afraid of, into your speech, into your thoughts, so that you actually align the ego with your heart. They're no longer separate. You bring the ego into and align the ego into a heart. The ego is not a problem. It's a problem when it's in separation consciousness, but you can bring that into and align with the unity consciousness. You can do that in a work. You can Use your heart, that cosmic portal of divine love in how you choose to act and how you choose to see and what you choose to believe. And that is really what it is to radically embody love. It's to connect to that divine love and allow that divine love to become you, to inform you, to move through you, to move as you, to speak you, to choose you, to act for you so that you are acting as the divine self you are. No longer limiting yourself to pure physicality, to pure self, as in small s, right? Because there's self with big S, which is the true self, the cosmic self, the divine self. And when you are in union with that, when you come into union with your divinity, the divinity that extends beyond your body, but is you and encompasses you and is contained in every cell of your being, is contained within everything outside of you, every person, every plant, every animal, every breath of fucking air you take. That's the divine. And then you are in union with that. You can't help but be in union with the all. So it does. it's not a concept of trying, which I see so often, and I myself used to do when I wasn't embodied in it. We try, we think our way into spirituality. We think our way into love. We think our way 
into union. You cannot think this, okay? I, this is what I'm feeling a lot more passion than I expected. This is, <laughs> this is what I want to become clear in this episode. <laughs> As our one-year anniversary, I feel so much energy moving through me. We cannot think our way into love. We cannot be in our heart when we're in our mind, okay? We need to get this. We need to get this to save our planet. We need to get this to save ourselves. <laughs> we don't fucking think our way there. We feel our way there. We feel. There's so much out there. Don't feel. If you're spiritual, you don't feel. Don't have feelings. They're weak. They're in fear. Your heart feels. Your heart will always feel. You have to feel. From being a criminal prosecutor, I can tell you without a doubt in my mind, the people who commit crimes do not feel. They don't feel, which means that gives them the capacity to hurt other people because they're not aware of their own hurt. They have no empathy. They are no compassion. They do not see other people outside of them because they are so wounded in their own trauma and their own hurt and their own ego and their own separation. You feel, you open your heart, you bypass that barrier of separation into union consciousness. That is the key. Now, the other key is, as you said, Nas, to do it with awareness. Because if we're feeling without consciousness, we're, we're trapped in the ego too. It's feeling with consciousness and allowing the heart to open into self, which, as you said, opens into other. Because then it's not forced compassion. It is true overflow. I get it. I've been there. I get it. I felt that. I get it. I know that. I get it. I'm not just getting it with my mind because I'm telling myself I should have compassion for you and your experience. I feel it. And I'm letting myself feel you and your heart because my heart is open to you. Imagine how different this world would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if we only allow ourselves to see beyond our small self. And I don't know what it would take for humanity to get there. And I can just imagine from seeing what it takes for one individual to take on the work that it needs to expand to love is usually a crisis that they get they hit the bottom and there is no any other way to make the effort to get out of the place that they are. And if everything that is happening, the wars, the environments being the global warming, and all of this is not going to wake us up <laughs> to what are we doing to ourselves, then I don't know, Jessica, what do you think? <laughs> what would it take for us to <laughs> awaken to actually what are we doing to ourselves? I do believe that there is 
as I know you do too, a force way beyond us that we cannot comprehend. And I know this year I've been asked to purify my heart to levels I never knew were possible. I thought last year at this time I was really embodying love. And in many ways I really was, but I've been asked to purify my heart to a whole other dimension to see beyond that illusion of duality and separation and release the judgment I've been carrying, the hatred, the rage, so much of it unconscious and some of it still conscious, like really purifying my heart around rage toward the masculine, what some people would call the patriarchy, you know, rage toward uh, the denial and suppression of the feminine rage rage at the trauma and experience rage that i realized my heart was still holding and a desire to condemn and punish and have revenge as a result of being wronged which is actually also what creates war because it says i'm righteous i'm better i've been wronged and therefore i will wrong you I will condemn you because you have condemned me. I will hurt you because you have hurt me. And I realized there were so many parts of me that wanted to wrong, hurt, and condemn because I had been hurt. It's the same belief system. And when we all take that responsibility within ourselves of recognizing as within, so without, what are the patterns within me that are still anchoring into the paradigm of war because as a criminal prosecutor my job was to basically hurt those who hurt others and that was a belief system that's been perpetuated for thousands of years in in religion around the world and in our political systems quite embedded i was a political appointee as a prosecutor so it's quite embedded and for me what I came to this year around that was in order to heal, I had to heal the parts of me that were wounded. I had to really be with them in a very new way. And I'm going back lifetimes with this work I've been doing this year. Really sit with the hurt, the pain, the trauma, the abandonment, the betrayal, the rage, and witness it all in love not to fix it not to change it not to excuse it not to make it better but to be with all those parts of me with so much radical love to extend that love and let that heal my heart let that heal the wounded parts of me bring her back into wholeness and that the desire to harm and hurt came from my own hurt. And therefore, when I heal the hurt and bring it back into love and wholeness, the desire to harm naturally dissipated. My ego mind can't explain it, but it happened, happens. And more than that, I realized that it was the human self that wanted to hurt with hurt. The divine self recognized the gift of the pain. And the divine self recognized that the only way 
to avoid this cycle we have all been living in on earth of pain and separation and wounding for thousands of years is to rise above it and to no longer seek human justice. You harmed me, therefore you must suffer and pay the consequences, which that is different than accountability. We could have an entire discussion on the difference between that and accountability. Absolutely 120% accountability, absolutely boundaries. This is not saying self-sacrificing love at all. It's the opposite that it's really about rising above the illusion of pure physicality to a divine truth and a divine love that sees and encompasses all, including the divine within the one that hurts, including the divine within the one that causes harm. And so if we all have that capacity and embrace that and develop that within ourselves, that consciousness places a grid point on this planet which affects the collective, which affects humanity, which stops the wars. And so anytime you find yourself looking outside of yourself to end anything, I'm talking to the listeners here, like the, anytime you find yourself looking outside, oh, that needs to be fit, that, look inside. <laughs> How can I come in a more love here? Divine love, not human love, divine love. <clears throat> love what you said because we have to first look at inside the war we have within ourselves before we can have peace do uh, we have peace within not only like in our just intimate relationship right if we can have peace and harmony in our own small community in our small relationship how can we expect to have that in a world, right? And if we each individual take the responsibility of, let me look within, who am I in war with and why? Who is it that I have a hard time loving and why? When do I act from hate rather than love and why? And if we do that, it will allow us to open our heart naturally because now we are inquiring in the right way to awaken something deeper within us. And then we take the radical responsibility of acting from our founding, whatever we find, whatever we are participating in the hate, in the war, from a smallest way, we need to do our own work to be able to change the world. It doesn't come the other way around. It's our each individual responsibility. And I love what you said, accountability and responsibility. When you were saying that, I'm like, yes, you know, I love my kids, but I still keep them accountable if they're not acting based on something that is honorable, right? And I do it with love, not with Hate, meaning that I'm not hurting them, but it is still have to go, you know, do something different to earn that space of respect and honor and all that. But you do it from place of love, not hate. And then you don't harm any anybody else based on the limited access that you have. 
to when you have access to an enormous amount of compassion and love within you. Because then at that point, accountability isn't right condemnation. It is a boundary. It Mm -hmm. is not against because the true boundary is never against the Mm -hmm. other person. It is for the self. It is from a place of deep love. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where we get really confused because there's so much out there. You know, I honestly do my best not to pay attention to a lot of stuff that's out there, but there's so much out there Mm -hmm. around mm, this self-love as opposing other, as these harsh boundaries, as as this spirituality that's putting down things that are not, there's just so much out there that is still rooted in separation consciousness. Mm -hmm. Love is union. Love is union. Now where we get really confused, where I got really confused is I was always a really heart led person. And I'm sure that most people listening to this podcast are really heart led, beautiful souls and where we can often get really confused is when that love excludes the self. It's not love. When it's going outside of the self, it's not love. Love isn't an effort. Love is a state of being. Love is a is a is a presence we cultivate by releasing what's not love. Because here's the thing: you are already love. You at your core are already love. You don't have to do anything to be love except release what is not. Release what is not love? Fear. Now, in order to discover the fears, we've got to do deep inner work, self-awareness, because those fears can come across as egoic justifications. What is not love? Shame. What is not love? Guilt. What is not love? Blame. What is not love? Doubt. What is not love? Unworthiness. What I call the the six wounds perpetuated on us all in the story of Adam and Eve. That's not love. That's not love. So if you're feeling any of those things, which I bet you are, because even though I've been doing this work for years and years and years, I'm still constantly uncovering places in me that are not fully aligned with love (laughs) because we will probably be doing it the rest of our lives then the work is to continually have that awareness, as you said, Nas, to continually have the awareness of where we're not aligned to love and we align back. Because when we align to love, what we're actually doing is aligning to the truth of who we are. Well said. As you know, all this thing is not, we want to gain anything. We just want to let go of who we truly are not. And that's the challenge I'm, you know a lot of people are thinking that i mean the whole concept of uh, self-improvement right is it improvement really or just taking those layers that don't even belong to you all the illusion of who you think you are and what you believe about yourself to be true and keeping yourself as small i mean when i think about it all of these ways are that we keep ourselves as small there is no other way around it and uh, when we open up to that truly accessing the enormous love that we have within ourselves, as you said, we don't have to go anywhere to feel the love, to gain the love. It's already within us. 
and we have access to it. You know, we did a practice a couple of days ago with a friend because we were just having a hard time with everything that was going on. And it takes four minutes. And we expanded the field, uh, field of joy and happiness so much that we, we could literally, if a palpable, we could feel it, you know, how expensive. And all I did, I was asking her, what makes you happy? Constantly, she would say something. I would say, what brings you joy? What keeps you happy? And both of us, like, literally felt the joy. Why? Because it's not the circumstances. The joy is already within us. We can access it. It doesn't matter what's happening outside of us. We can always access it. Why we can't access it? Because our focus was elsewhere. But every time we bring our attention, the focus back in, the love is here. The joy is here. We don't have to go anywhere. But the fact is that our focus, our training is that we constantly think and focus on what's going wrong. Then we cannot access what is already, as you said, we are that. We are that love. We are. There is inner joy that is there. Fountain of joy. If we focus with our intention and attention in the right place. And it's always accessible. And when it's not accessible, the ego mind is what's controlling you mm-hmm. and it keeps you in darkness. And 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 I know we need to wrap up for time's sake, but I, I really want to say like what I hear you saying is also how I really see it is that so much of my own journey has been realizing that it's, I'm, I ingested so much darkness, right? I ingested so much of the quote world and the work is releasing what I ingested to reveal my true light, to reveal the love that was always there because we on earth entered this collective period of of very low consciousness and which quite intentionally the belief system was perpetuated on us that we were separate from the divine. Didn't used to always be that way. It's not the earth that's the problem. <laughs> it's the consciousness of humanity on earth. And because the earth herself is a source of immense love, we can go to at any moment at any time. That's where I go for most of that love and healing is actually the earth herself. And I used to think that there was something wrong with being on this planet, that it was the earth that was the problem. It is not the earth that is the problem. It is the humanity's consciousness because humanity forgot. Hugh means God, God and man, meaning God is already here. The divine is already here. Whatever you call it, source, creator, creatrix, goddess is already here. But it is our forgetfulness that creates the woundedness that we've all ingested and then identified with the woundedness instead of identifying with our wholeness. So as we re-identify with our wholeness, we re-identify with the hue, the God in us. And that's how we release and expel the lies and the darkness perpetuated on us so we can come back into union. And it is a journey and it is a beautiful process. And you have to choose it. You have to choose it. You want to radically embody love? You have to choose it. No one else is going to do it for you. No one else is coming to save you. I remember the moment I had to realize that. I kept wanting someone to save me. No one else is coming to save you. You save you. How? By doing the inner work to shift your consciousness back to love. You are your own savior. No one else is going to do it for you. Now, I also recognize 
from my own experience that the belief I had no choice has also been perpetuated on all of us, particularly women for thousands of years. That's why <laughs> that's why I coach women to, to reclaim themselves in love because it's a deep journey into, well, where am I not choosing? Why? Well, there's that belief. There's that wounding, right? That we have to heal the woundings. We've talked about this before. Transformation is releasing what you're not to become who you are. It's releasing, 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 as you also beautifully have stated several times today. And so and so as we wrap up, like, what is it to radically embody love? Well, it's to recognize the truth of who you are, connect to the source of who you really are, the divine source of who you really are, the consciousness of who you really are, and then consistently choose to release what is not in alignment with that. In a nutshell, you have to consistently, every moment, every moment, is that is that word I want to say, love? Is it a, from a place of fear? Is it from condemnation? Is it from love? Is it from pure accountability? Is it from compassion? Where are these words coming from? My heart or my ego? It's a practice every day. Yeah, well said. And one way you know is when you spend more time in silence than speaking. Because mm -hmm. when you're mindful and you're mindful of the words comes out of your mouth, mm -hmm. the action you take, you pause and then you choose. And most of the time, when you recognize if this is not come from love, I better not, then you find your inner peace and silence that it becomes so enjoyable. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I want to put a little plug in here because, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about going into the heart, we talk about the ego mind. Well, guess where the heart's located? The body. And so the easiest way to get out of that mind loop, the ego loop, is to do the work to go into your body, to feel safe in your body, to, to be present in your body, because that's where your heart is. And you can't be in your heart if you're not in your body. And so I'm just going to put a little plug for Soul Embodiment Sundays, because you know, we did this past Sunday, we had our first one. It was really powerful, and it's about creating safety in your body which is the key. It is the key to create safety in your body. And each month we meet once a month is building upon that foundation of safety and love. Harnessing that power within you, but to embody it, not to think it, but to feel it, to work with your body, to work with your energy, to work with your emotions, to come into that union. And it's only $13 a month. And these practices are not taught very many places. I've I've found them in very, very, very few places to truly embody love, to truly embody your soul. So we'll put a link below for Soul Embodiment Sundays. Our next one is November 17th. You can still catch this week's replay if you want the safety and body, but I highly encourage it because it's I created it from love as, as an act of love because we need to do this. We need to do this on the planet. We've got yeah. to come in our hearts and bodies. <laughs> yeah, and when we get together and practice, it has whole new, you know, energy and expansion that we don't get when we do it alone, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Jessica, as usual. I enjoy the conversation. Thank you. Me too. And I'm so grateful that we get to celebrate our first year together and to all the listeners who've supported us. We would love for you to uh, do a rating 
Um, if you feel like rating the show, that would really help us reach new subscribers. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed on our iTunes, Spotify, YouTube channels. Leave us comments. Let us know what you want us to talk about over the next year because we're looking at the year ahead. We usually do it really intuitively guided, but we'd love to hear from you. If you're like, we want to hear more about this accountability thing, or we want to hear more about justice or whatever it is, let us know. Uh, you can reach both NASA and I on the links below to our website and Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at Radically Embody Love as well. And um, anything else, Nas, before we close up today? Just infinite love and gratitude. Yeah, perfect. Infinite love and gratitude to you all. Bye. Bye.